What's going on my Jack brother? Coach Scott here. Today I'm joined by one of my coaching clients, David, who's gonna share how he finally beat his food addictions to drop 18 pounds during the past three months working together, going from a 38 to a 32 inch waist, and finally seeing his abs for the first time. You guys are gonna absolutely love this conversation. Let's get to it. All right, David, my brother, let's uh, let's dive right into the diet changes that you've made to, that have really contributed to the great success that you've had in the past three months. Well, my diet changes have been, um, have come from a place of wanting to be lean. So my goal initially, um, I wanted to, to be bigger, be more muscular. Um, and then once you, um, once you made me aware that it would, it would serve me better to, to lean down first, um, I removed my focus so much from the scale and wanting to, you know, weigh a lot to, uh, to that. So the, the biggest changes that I made were, uh, came shortly after uh, the book you recommended, which is uh, The Hungry Brain. And I realized that the snacking, I, I've always eaten healthy, um, healthy meals uh, my life, uh, my, my entire adult life. And I've been known for that, uh, friends and family. However, it's the closet snacking that was, um, that was keeping me um, very, very uh, fluffy. <laughs> and so um, the uh, theobromine, in the dark chocolate, it, I, it, it just blew my mind when you had me monitor uh, via the, the um, MyFitnessPal. And I realized that I was eating large quantities of healthy food, uh, macros, um, but never watched calories. Had no, I have no really, I, up until then I had no relationship with calories. And I realized that everything I was doing was putting me at like 4,000, 5,000 calories. I'm, I only weigh, uh, at the time, I only weighed um, 170, um, worked out, you know, pretty much most of my adult life off and on. And, and, uh, and my body fat percentage is, you know, was always hovering at uh, like 18 to 20% body fat. So yeah. Yeah. I cut that out. I, I, I it, it was a gradual thing. I, I remember the first uh, message you sent me was, "Hey, brother, you need to be under that two thousand calories." And I was like, "How can? How in the world can I be under two thousand calories?" And now, gradually over the, th I think we've been, I've been, we've been, uh, you've been mentoring me for about the last three months, right? Four months? Yep, three. Just been three months here. Yeah, yeah. Twelve weeks, almost so, spot on here. So I've gone from a miserable. 2000 calories, uh, ceiling when you first, you know, broke it to me to a happy, uh, under 1500, I'm at 14 and some change and I'm happy because I eat bland food. I'm focusing on maintaining, you know, high fiber, uh, cause I'm 48 years old. Um, the, the carbohydrates that fuel me. So now it's not so much of, you know, what to stay away from, but it's a challenge to get high nutrient, nutrient, nutrient dense food, a high level of nutrition in, in 1400 calories, uh, 14 and some change. Well, let's just call it for the, you know, we'll call it under 15. Um, and you know, I, I, I'm doing the shakes in the morning, um, not with a blender because I have a really bad food addiction. Um, it, it is there. It, there's no doubt about it. So anything that tastes good flips the, flips the switch in my brain. And, um, as long as I stay away from the, the blade, the, the switch flip in my brain, I'm happy. So 
it's it's like unflavored protein powder, um, creatine, and maca. If, uh, if 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 you've ever had anything interesting to taste, that black maca with no flavor flavoring, it is it is really strong. However, I'm so much happier. So right now I weighed in at 56 pounds even this morning, and my last body composition test was. 12% um, at 50 at at 59 at 59 pounds. So I'm guessing that it's a little lower than that, which I've never been, I've never been this lean before. So so 100, 159, 100, 156 pounds, not 56. Right, 156 pounds, sorry. 100, 156, yeah. So okay, so stats here. So people are probably thinking, all right, 1400 calories, that's low. I mean, you're not a very large guy. You're roughly my size. You're you're 5'8, 150. 556 pounds. You've dropped the boat 14 pounds, roughly 13, 14 pounds in the past 12 weeks. So a nice, slow, steady, consistent um, process here. Um, so I really like the whole bland food approach. And, and, and again, that was something that the hungry brain, the book, the hungry brain really, it kind of resonated with you. Um, and there was even a time during this, this transformation where Again, for to try to up your fiber intake, you started adding some fruits in there and you were kind of concerned, like with that sweetness added in, would that spark some cravings again? So what was that experience like for you? Um, well, the, the cravings were terrible. Um, but once I pushed through and accepted that, um, again, I, I believe in the mentorship program. I believe in mentorship uh, theory for, for every aspect of life. And for you to tell me it's okay. It, you, what you're feeling is normal. That, that suffrage, you know, of, of, of hunger, it'll, it'll eventually satiate. And so it was, it was the belief system that changed. Um, so once I was, once I accepted that I am somewhere where, where um, you told me I should be, or, or that it's okay to be, um, that's where the that's where the shift change happened. So um, I I was having problems with fiber because low calorie means low everything, right? So fiber was my was where I found some issues. So I went and did some research and I found that raspberries and blackberries are the lowest are the highest fiber to carbohydrate ratio. Um, so I've been really focusing on on uh, you know at least six ounces of uh, of raspberries or blackberries a day. Um, and I shifted away from lesser fiber, uh, carbohydrates. And I love so it. I just love that you're so proactive with all of this and it's so much more than just body recomposition. It's you're looking at overall health, overall well-being, um, and just feeling, feeling your best thriving in life. So it was great to see you. It was great to see you looking for those high fiber foods um, simple little things like that. I mean, it's, it's a learning process to, to find the right types of foods that can, can suit your goals. Come here. Right. So, um, shortly before, um, I you know, was in contact with you before I Googled jacked after 40, which is interesting. That, that's how I found you. I, did, I had no clue there was a jacked after 40. Um, but, um, shortly before that, I started to experiment with meal preps and that has evolved quite a bit. I found that beef is, during the cut, beef doesn't work for me because, um, it, well, that's, that's a sweeping statement. Beef, um, at a, 
high frequency does not work for me because, um, you know, unless I'm, you know, uh, taking in uh, round steak or, or, you know, uh, types of cuts that are super lean, um, it's really not a, a good consequence for me because um, there's, there's high calories in that, in that fat. So I've evolved from, you know, uh, from meal preps of different, a variety of food to now it's just brown rice, lots of, you know, uh, a Normandy blend of, of vegetables and, and white chicken, uh, white, you know, uh, breast meat. And it's bland. Um, I, tr I deliberately under salt it. I under season it because again, once I, once, once the, the flip of the switch goes off, I'm off to the races and I'm eating, you know, three, 4,000 calories. It's such a, I mean, there's going to be some people who would look at this and, and look at your diet and go, oh my God, I can't eat so bland and boring. But it's, it's so important to, to know yourself. And Chief is really wanting to drill home this point of, of knowing how, how, it, come here, Chief. Come here. Come on. Good boy. All right. Let's get him in the video here. <laughs> so it's so important to know hey, that uh, like what's going to work for you. And like, I just find with so many, with so many people like flexible dieting, trying to work in all of your favorite foods, it can, it can totally backfire on them because as soon as they have a little bit, they just can't control themselves. And, and it ends up, like you said, it's next thing you know, it's a 3000, 4,000 calorie day and, and you're set back. It's not, it's not, worth it to them. And, and like you said, that you can learn to, I mean, it just, it's, it's what's working for you and you can learn to enjoy some of those meals, maybe not necessarily the shake so much, but uh, uh, some of the meals, the bland, boring stuff can work for you. Right. Um, and I find myself enjoying, a, I've, I have never enjoyed um, anything other than, you know, the high calorie processed foods, but a banana is amazing to me. It's a candy bar. Um, so I have to be careful with bananas with the food addiction. I have, you know, I really need to be careful with apples. Um, the, the times that, and I've learned it some deeper level of intuition. There's times where it's like, you know, with my, with my erratic sleep schedule, um, there are times where um, I have, I'm able to delineate and, it, and it's, you know, I'm, I'm in the infancy stages of, of, of knowing me, right? Um, it, from this perspective. Uh, from, and there's, there, there have been times where it, it usually happens about every five, six days where I have this, it's, it's like evening and it's a few hours before bedtime. And I feel this strong urge for fruit or just, yeah. But before, before this, it would have been, you know, a pound of dark chocolate and, uh, you know, whatever it was that would, that I would um, be in denial about and just take it. Now I understand that it's my body saying, Hey, I need some extra carbs. So if I have to bounce up a little bit by a hundred calories or whatever it is, I'll have an apple and, 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 and I'll, and I'll even compound with a, a few raspberries on top of those apple calories. And, and I find that sweet spot. I go to bed, I wake up, my waist is no larger. Um, and I, I'm not, I'm not feeling heavy and, and I'm still on the road. Now did that, was it, was it, uh, you know, some people call it a cheat meal. Some people call it a refeeding, but I really feel like it's just all utilitarian for me. 
It's all, it's, it is all pragmatic. However, there's times where I have a craving for something and I'm learning to delineate that it is not my body asking for more carbs. It's my brain saying, hey, I want to soothe some anxiety. Um, I want to soothe some stress. So I ask myself, is, it, is this my body asking for more glucose or is this my brain saying I need more sleep? So I'm able to, to, to figure out that, okay, with my, with my erratic firefighter schedule and overtime and all these, you know, caring for my son with type one diabetes, I'm able to, 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 to go and get some, force myself to sleep and I wake up and it was a sleep that I needed. It's, it's again, what I have really been so impressed with you throughout this 12 week journey so far has been your mindset shift and your heightened sense of awareness with how your body is responding. And so many people, again, like you said, they automatically think it's something a food is missing in their diet or something, but yeah, it's usually life stresses and sleep are oftentimes the, the reason for intense cravings. Let, let's get into a little bit of like just how challenging this is for you. So you, you're a firefighter. You often work overtime hours as well. Sleep is all over the place. I think one of the biggest challenges for you initially was, um, like the, the junk food at the, the office at the fire stations there. Like, so, so that was such a challenge for you initially trying to overcome that. I remember the first few weeks, it was just that the damn food there was such a challenge. Like what, what's it been like for you overcoming that? What kind of mindset shifts have, have taken place in order for you to just like the temptations are all around you still, but now you're not caving into that. Right. So I heard something recently. Um, someone said something that something to the effect of um, the sinister thing about excuses is that they're fucking valid. And so, sorry about the effort, but they're, they're valid. And, and, and that resonates with me because I am full of excuses to myself. Right. So I, we have a food locker at work um, and these kids who, who I work with, uh, they, they, they're in their twenties and thirties and they're all, you know, below 15% body fat. And they're running all these fire calls and EMS calls and, and, and uh, they're in great shape. All they, all they need to do is spend an hour in the gym a day and they're, they're fine. However, for me, it's not, it, I've had to separate myself by way of age and stop with the dang excuses. I, so what, what, what has happened is that um, through, through reading the hungry brain, again, this is, this, this is kind of my reference for this whole episode is, is that, you know, I've realized that um, I've had to sort of grow up a little bit and, and ask myself, what do you want, David? Like, do you want to continue with the valid excuses and just stay right where you are? Or do you want to, to lean up? Because, you know, life is short, you're halfway through it. You know, it, it'd really be nice to, to be lean as you have secretly wanted your entire adult life. You know, those are the conversations I've been having with myself. So it's either like I can come up with a valid excuse or I can or I can just be pragmatic and, and, and do what it takes. And what it takes is to figure out a way to separate myself from those high calorie foods. Um, but the sub steps within that are to are to really go in internal and have those conversations and ask myself, uh, whether or not I am, is it the stress? Is it the lack of sleep? 
Is it the emotional burnout? Um, what is it? Because I, I'm never able to escape being on someone else's time because at home I have a teenage son who has type one diabetes and it requires me to be in sentry mode all night long as well because he's got hormones that are shifting. And so I am administering either glucose, uh, sugar for him or, or um, insulin. So I'm at the fire station um, or working overtime. And it, you know, sometimes it, it equates to close to 80 hours a week. Uh, and then, and then I come home and I'm dealing with him and it's easy to get a case of what I call the fuckets. Like, you know what? My life sucks. I can't get sleep. And you know what? Poor me. I'm going to go have a granola bar. And you know what? I'm going to go get, I'm going to dive into the dark chocolate almonds because I deserve it. I contribute so much. Well, you know what? That's all bullshit because the end result is going to be the same regardless of what my excuses are. So I've learned to have to say no to myself and to, and to meditate, uh, to sleep and to, to be patient with, with those situations. And, and it's really tough because when you, when, when I listen to anyone online talk about, you know, the foundations of, of fitness, you know, one of those main pillars of fitness is sleep. So I have to, I have to get past that and, and accept the fact that I'm not, in, I'm in a dogfight here, but I know what I want. And I've proven that, you know, anyone who can make excuses, who right here is the first person to make excuses. If I make excuses and feel sorry for myself and, and walk around at 18% body fat, well, that's what it'll be. And I will be depressed and I will be disappointed because I won't be living the best person that I want, that, who I think I can be. So I proved it uh, to myself, not, not to anyone else. I proved it to myself that regardless of um, the lack of control I have over my sleep, I can take naps and I can be patient and I can meditate um, and I can lose weight. And at 48 years old, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happy about that. You're kicking butt, my man. I freaking love it. And it's just, there's so much gold in everything that you just shared there. And it just, it really did send back uh, flashbacks to my transformation when I, when I lost 50 pounds 11 years ago. Um, it's having that heightened sense of awareness of those conversations going on in your mind. Cause it's so easy to justify the excess, to justify the indulgences and, and to even like tell yourself, okay, I'm, I'm going to start again tomorrow. I'm going to start again Monday. Um, and I had to come up with those counter arguments to that conversation, but it all starts with the awareness of right, what's going on when I'm actually going to reach for these foods that I don't really want that aren't bringing me, they're not serving me in this moment, but I just keep going for them and, and I'm justifying it. So I need to need to come up with some sort of counter argument and you nailed a bunch of counter arguments there. And it, and it, and a lot of it really does come down to, to thriving, just being our best selves, doing this, for us, because we want to live our best lives. So dude, it's just been, it's been amazing to see like the light bulb going off in your mind, like on a weekly basis here and just the, the aha moments, the levels of awareness that you've been experiencing with how your body responds to all these different uh, situations. Dude, I, I couldn't be more proud of you. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I, I think a lot of it has a lot to do with uh, damage control also. Like you start kind of screwing up, right? You, you know, you're, you're in the middle of something you shouldn't be eating or, you know, whatever. And you know, you, you, you have, 
that yourself, you're, you know, my, I shouldn't say yourself because that's a sweeping statement, but me, I start to say, hey, Dave, uh, what you're doing is, is not serving you well. And the little kid brain says, leave me alone. I'm, I'm feeling sorry for myself. I've already screwed up. I'm going to enjoy it. But, you know, that, that um, nurturing uh, of, the, um, of that mental toughness for myself is, is, is that is, it says, no, you know, there is some damage. However, we're going to keep running this race. I heard something recently in an interview. There's a woman who's a world champion, like marathon runner or, or, or triathlon, triathlete. I'm not sure what her event was. However, what I took away from it was she was asked about her journey, about how, how she became so successful. And it resonated with me because and it, and, and it, it really inspired me. It, she, she said that, um, that her first race, so she, she's like a world-class runner, um, but she said that her first races, she was in a dogfight for 40th place. She was in 41st place and she was in a dogfight for 40th place. No ribbon, no trophy, no recognition, but she knew that she wanted to run. She ran for 40th place in the middle of this race against someone and she passed that person and that was her personal victory. And it's sort of, I, it, the way I translate it to my life is that, yes, I am I'm not anywhere near great or anywhere as effective for myself as I want to be, but I want, I want to be in that dogfight for 40th place. And then the next, the next, the next challenge, it'll be for 38th place. And the next time it'll be for 20th place. And hopefully I'll be my own champion when it comes, you know, uh, at a certain point when it comes, you know, when it comes to the fitness. And so it, it, that conversation often happens when I start damaging myself and I'm able to shut it down um, on good days. And that's, that's important to me. I love it, man. I love it. And what I really love is that you're constantly filling your mind with information and stories that are building you up, inspiring you, instilling a belief in yourself of, of what's possible. It's just, it's all positive stuff that's building you up. And it's just, I think that's so important in a, in, in a world that is trying to like, hold us down and beat us down that, uh, that we really, um, nourish our minds with, with quality media and fuel. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, that kicks butt, man. Now, um, so, okay. So in regards to, I'd say, so diet, diet, so things that worked for you have been number one, like you, you kind of switched to a bit more of a bland and boring diet. Um, a lot of just whole natural nutrient rich foods. Um, also, such a huge point that you touched on right out of the gates was you thought you were eating pretty healthy, which I hear all the freaking time. I eat healthy. I'm not sure why I can't lose weight, but it was, it was tracking your intake was such an eye-opening experience for you just to have that heightened sense of awareness. It's a bit of an education to how much you're actually consuming. And then you can start getting playful with, all right, what types of foods? It also opened your eyes to like, oh, my fiber's low and all these other different aspects you're kind of missing out uh, in your diet. So tracking your food intake as tedious as it, it may sound, it's an eye-opening educational experience. It's not going to be something you have to do for the rest of your life, but it really helps kind of guide you in the right direction. And it allows you to be playful as well and trying to fit certain foods that serve you best into a certain calorie target and paying attention to how that calorie target is, um, affecting you. Now for you personally, I'm looking at your, your trend, you basically average 
about a pound a week. If you look at your trend for the past 12 weeks, a little bit more than a pound per week, uh, which is it's, it's spot on. And that's a great sign that you're, you're, it's a great calorie target for you to be aimed for. It's not, some people might look at it, they go, that's way too aggressive. There's no way you should be eating that, that little. And they got to also understand, I mean, there's errors in all this, this tracking. It could actually be more yeah. than 1400 calories and all that stuff, but you're finding what is working for you, what's suiting you, the types of foods that make you feel more satiated, the types of foods that don't spike your cravings, your appetite and all that stuff. So you're just, the, the, the key thing is that you're working with your natural eating tendencies and you're also working with the foods that are, again, serving your body the best in the, in the right way. So dude, like you nailed your diet. Has there been any other kind of diet changes that you've made that have been helpful as well in addition to the bland foods? Um, I'm not sure if supplements falls into that category. Um, you know, just just baseline minerals and vitamins that I've been um, sort of just picking up tips from, from you, from, from uh, past episodes. Um, That's good. How I think, I think, you know, well, you know, the, the most recent um, thoughts that I'm having on diet are timing and um, sort of, I'm trying to figure out right now what works best for me during, during cuts. So right now I, I, we, I have a, um, I will be, I'll, I'll be on the West coast on the beach in three weeks. So I'm trying not to be too aggressive and, and become, you know, obsessed with this. I'm, I'm happy, um, with, with what's going on. Uh, my moods are great. Um, but I'm trying to figure out like pragmatically, how does this whole thing work best for David? Um, being, being that my life's chaotic, I, I wake up, Oftentimes I'll wake up in, in, uh, because I'm working overtime, it's either my home fire station. It's at my residence, which I only spend three, four days a week at, or, or I will be at a, at a, um, at a, uh, fire station that I work overtime, you know, across town. So I'm waking up in, you know, I wake up and I realize that I've, you know, slept in, in a, in a, in a strange place. Um, and so it's, it's difficult for me because I can't haul a blend. It wouldn't be very practical for me to haul, haul a blender around and, and have my food, you know, as a constant. So with the, with the meal preps, um, those have been a lifesaver because they sort of give me a something that's constant in my life. And I usually do two meal preps a day and I'm right now I'm doing two shakes a day. And then the other stuff is, 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 is more fluid. Um, so fluid meaning I should say flexible, not fluid as in, um, fluid, but I, um, I'm finding that now during this cut, what's, what's helping me is to wake up, uh, my first, my first meal is going, is, is, is a, is a, is a shake. That's an unblended shake with a whole piece of fruit. And I try to, I know that, that, you know, my, my, I have priorities every day, um, that, that I need to take in. That's, I need to take in at least 25 grams of fiber. So I start with the raspberries right away. And then I start with that real strong tasting maca um, and, uh, shake with protein maca, you know, that, that whole thing that can be hand shaken. So I shake, I take that. Um, so I, I have like, I've, I've met some hydration. I've met some, some uh, nutrition. So that's sort of been, and very recently that has become my, um, what I have found that doesn't, does not bloat me, does not, 
become unprocessed because I don't know what's going to happen for the day, especially at the fire station. I don't know if I'm going to be sitting doing administrative stuff for, for my folks or I'm going to be running a fire call. So I know that it'll process and it won't sit in my stomach if I end up at a desk for two, three hours. Um, and it, and it's, it's doing what it needs to do for my cells. Um, and then, and then shortly after that, I will have, um, you know, my small breakfast and then, and then, so, so I'm sort of building a routine and there's other details to the rest of the day, but I'm finding that there are some things I can stay consistent with. And that has been my main focus now. Cause I figured out the calorie thing. I figured out what works for me, what doesn't work for me. Now I'm figuring out where to plug those in, in the day. And I think I sort of have it almost figured out. Um, that is what I'm, and, and so that never puts me like, so there are times where I am at a fire managing a commercial fire all night long. And, and it's happened since we've been, you know, uh, since we've been working together and I'm sitting there starving. And then here comes a rehab truck with calories. You know, these kids are digging in and I'm sitting there hungry as hell. They're eating granola bars and hamburgers and, and I'm either hungry or I take part. I haven't been taking part. So I've been miserably hungry. So I'm learning that as the, what these young kids call hacks, I'm using my hacks, right? So I'm, I, I make sure that in my response vehicle, I have a banana, I have an apple, I have uh, raspberries and I have baby carrots and I have my protein shake. So I know that there, there is my cushion, my nutritional cushion. That is what I'm learning is how to plug it in and when to plug it in. So there's times I can control and there's times where I cannot control. I love it, man. That's because we all know we're going to be facing challenges and being prepared for those challenges is absolutely key. So um, the, I, I, I love I love how you've been meal prepping and just you're ready for those obstacles. Like, bring it on. I can handle it. I, I know what I need to do to get this done. And um, that's the reason why you've been able to make consistent progress here. Let's talk a bit about... Um, how you're measuring progress. Cause I mean, we're tracking our weight initially. It started like with daily weigh-ins, but what's your goal and what is, what is your preferred method for tracking your progress at this point? So my goal um, is a reference from um, what Larry Scott and uh, the other guy back in the forties, the, the, the two guys who were really trying to figure out male symmetry um i forget the, steve reeves yeah those guys they, they did yeah. some research that i that you know i um found that they are they they start they, they studied sculptures from from ancient greece and it was like height and weight everything starts at height and weight and i thought that's perfect for me that's where i want to start so for my height a 29 and a half inch waist is is where that starts and i believe you told me it's, it's called the adonis index so i haven't researched that yet but Anyway, that's where it all starts. So right now I, I have gone from a, and I mean, we're talking the legitimate body. I didn't realize that the, the legitimate bodybuilder uh, waist measurement is, is like right at the belly button or just a hair above it. Boy, that sucks because you know, if I measure low where the belt is, it's, it's, it's a much better, it's a much uh, more pleasant number to hear. So I started at like 38 ish, I think it was. And now I'm down to this morning, it was 32 inches. Um, so my goal is to be at 29 and a half inches. Uh, I still have the, uh, you know, the, uh, dad bod stuff going on at the, uh, at the, uh, the love handle stuff. So, so I'm, you know, working on those right now while maintaining 
Um, try not to get too obsessed about the shoulder to weight uh, or the, the uh, loss right now of, of any mass that I sort of think I have. I, I think that my, my strength is my strength is maintaining um, and um, I'm not really losing measurements, uh, you know, circumferentially around my arms or my shoulders. So it's just my waist continues to, to, to drop. So um, that my short term goal, you know, one step at a time kind of goal is to have a, a well-defined six pack. I, I, I'm, I'm actually, if I flex, you can you can see a six pack. That's, that feels good. Um, and if, um, which I've never seen, ever seen. Um, so 32 to 29 and a half. And then the secondary goal would be like once the fall comes, uh, fall season comes, I, I want to start working on, you know, a little bit of shoulder ratio, which is the 1.6. So that would put, I think, I think my, I think I need to be at like 47 inches and right now I'm at 46. So I have, those are my goals and, and they may not be very attainable, but they're, um, they're, they're numeric and I'm okay with the journey and never reaching it. You know, uh, I'm okay with that. Um, and I, I really like want to really have muscle separation. Um, I, I think that the illusion as Frank Zane talks about is really cool. Uh, and so, and it's happening for me, like I'm seeing it in my back starting, you know, very early stages of that, my shoulders, it's really cool to see. Um, as far as numbers is with, with uh, weight, I've, I've sort of had to, to relinquish my right to, <laughs> to be obsessed about my weight. I'm just, I'm kind of done with it. Like it's a good benchmark. It's sort of, it sort of helps me to, to um, have an idea of what my body mass index may be, but that's, that's that. And so once a month I'm measuring my, uh, my body composition um, with the, like the in-body machine as well as, and I have, and I try to build in some redundancy with that. So I, I do the calipers and the same day I'll do the in-body and try to get like a measurement. Now, what the, you know, uh, I understand that numbers are just numbers and your weight, your measurements, none of that really matters. It's, it's if you, if, when, it, when, when, uh, when the aspiration is aesthetics, but it helps me to just kind of benchmark it. That's what I'm using. Right. I, I, I love it. And so aesthetics is the goal. Uh, yeah. My, my, my buddies over at the Adonis index, it was like the golden ratio that they were refer referencing that as like the 1.6. I think it's all like, pie or is related to pie or something like all it's like all the statues statues even like a lot of buildings and stuff it's all it's all got to do with this like the most aesthetically pleasing stuff it has that 1.6 ratio there and like you can definitely get your waist down there and then shoulders like only needing to not only like shoulders adding an inch on your shoulders will look ridiculously amazing so you're looking at like half an inch to each shoulder and like you're not just talking like outwards there. So you build up a little bit of the front, the side and the back, like that's going to increase that overall um, shoulder size there. So um, I think it's a solid, look. And even if you don't, even if you just come close to that, you're going to have that V tapered look. That's just going to be freaking incredible. You and I have had talks about this. I have just, it's a lot easier for me. I hit that, that golden ratio because I naturally have longer clavicle bones. So my, my, my structure makes it easier. I don't need as much muscle mass on my shoulders to hit that, uh, to hit that ratio. So, um, that, that can be the tough part. And some people just naturally have thicker waists as well. And, and, and wider hips makes it a little bit tougher too. 
But uh, yeah, I love that you're going for body fat percentage and and not worrying so much about the scale, but just kind of using the scale as, all right, I'm trending in the right direction, but it's the, the appearance, it's the look in the mirror. It's the look that you're fascinated with. You have a healthy fascination with the body and, and seeing the details and, and, and really looking at it as a work of art, as a sculpture, uh, like all these Greek gods and, and statues uh, of the past there. So that I just love that you're taking that approach as your goal, rather than just focusing on scale weight. Yeah, and I think a lot of it for me, um, what's worked for me is is acceptance of my genetics. You know, like um, throughout my entire life, I've I've been um, in a poor me attitude of, about genetics. I have I have very long arms for my height. Um, they're they're skinny, and I have short clavicles. However, like why not just try to be the best that I could be? No, you know, with and and setting aside the the ego. Uh, in the gym, which has just injured me because I'm just not a big, heavy lifting kind of person. Um, and, you know, comparing my clavicles to someone else's and why even work for it kind of stuff. It's just all negative energy that, that does, that does nothing, you know, so uh, other than just send me downward spiraling. So I, yeah, it's just like a lot of it's acceptance. And I, I think that, that it would really, you know, uh, help to, to continue in that, in that direction. Um, you know, yeah, it may not be 1.6. It may never be that, but what is my genetic potential? I have no clue because I've been feeling sorry for myself for the last 20 years, but now I, I am, I am, uh, I'm, I am on a quest to ascertain. I love it, brother. I love it, brother. And it's, you are, you are on a mission. I, I freaking, I, I love it. I love the personal growth that I am experiencing. I'm seeing you experience on a daily basis. It's been, it's been mind blowing for me to think of how much you have grown just in the past 12 weeks. And it's just, it blows my mind hearing your history, your past and everything. Like you said, you haven't been this, you haven't been lean. Like you've never seen the abs and all that stuff. So what, what have your genetics been like in the past? What has your lifestyle been like in the past prior to all of this? Um, so um, you're just related to, to my activity levels and my aspirations. Okay. Well, um, so I've, I mean, obviously I've, I've always been active. My, my job requires it. And I've always, um, you know, liked fitness, but I've never really admitted to myself nor anyone that anyone else that aesthetics was my, was my goal. It's like, that's, that's, for some reason, I just didn't want to admit that. And I think it had to do with uh, my, my lack of self-belief. So I, I've done, you know, I've had phases in my life where I would do the CrossFit thing and, 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 and tell myself I'm, I'm here for functional fitness, but not really, you know, um, and lifting the gym and I do really heavy, heavy deadlifts for, for my, you know, my ability. And, and I go in and, you know, work out, but it was always like, oh, functional, you know, I, I want to lift heavy. But I was I never entered a powerlifting contest or anything like that. And it's because I wanted to be uh, aesthetically um, um, upgraded, but ne never admitted it. Um, so it's always been dabbling in, you know, the uh, bodybuilding gyms, um, in the CrossFit gyms, uh, bodyweight exercises. It's been very consistent throughout my life. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu um, and, you know, I sort of, sort of get in shape, start to, start to feel some muscularity, but that uh, the midsection was just never something that I was able to, to, uh, to accomplish. So um, it's been extremely enlightening to, uh, to, to be able to 
be in contact with you. And, and uh, you know, I just want to express my gratitude for that. I know that this is this is an interview about me, but I just want to to, to tell you that, um, you know, thank you. I want to thank you for not dying with your the information that you have and the experience you have and the hardships that you experience with fitness and that you're, you know, passing that on to us. Um, and uh, it, it's it's great because it would have just been it would have it would have just been knowledge for one person. And this is great because it has changed my life. And and uh, many times, you know, we we uh, we have desires, but we just don't know what to do with it. And uh, we don't we don't know. Yeah, we don't know what to do with the desire. We don't know what direction to point it in and, and which way to have belief. So thank you for uh, instilling confidence and in in your your clients and those who listen to you and to be able to you know because it's a, it's a really large responsibility to have a high number of people uh, buy into the idea and and to believe what you're doing and then you know because it's 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 courageous and it's and it's vulnerability it's like I got to believe in this theory because I don't know for myself what to do and uh, I am very grateful for uh, your contribution it's huge humongous. Dude, I, I appreciate you so much. And I, I like it, sharing this journey with you is so incredibly rewarding for me and hearing you share your experiences and journey with everyone who's watching this, uh, this video now or listening to it on, on iTunes or wherever they're listening to it. Like it's again, like I, it's, it's so important for us to share our experiences and like, this is you finding your own way. It's not like, I'm giving you, this is exactly how I ate to, to get lean. This is exact workout I did to get lean. This is the lifestyle I felt. No, it's you taking some guidance there and, and, and sculpting it to your lifestyle, what's working best for you. And then sharing that with others in hopes that maybe they'll pull some golden nuggets from your journey. And that will be, it'll provide the fuel for them to embark on a transformation themselves. So that's, I, I absolutely love, um, getting clients like you on these, on these, uh, videos here and, and, and podcasts to, to share your experiences because it's, uh, man, it, it, it's powerful. Each, everyone's journey is powerful. And I, I don't think most people realize that like when they embark on some sort of transformation, like just sharing what's working for them can have a big impact on, on someone else's life. And then that person can have an impact on many other lives. So it just, it spreads, it's a domino effect. So I really appreciate you coming on to, to share your experiences uh, with everyone today. Sure. sure, Dude, this has been awesome. I freaking love it. And I will get you on again. We have so much more we, we, we need to talk about. Um, and I really want to dive more into to your past and, 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 and how you've grown and everything, but just sharing some of these, these golden nuggets in regard to the changes you made to your diet the mindset shift, that awareness, uh, catching yourself in that moment and just knowing, just striving for that best version of yourself, like stopping yourself in that moment. This, this is, this is not going to serve me right now. This is not going to get me closer to what I want to achieve. And I know you've got incredible goals yourself right now. It just, we're at a great stage in our lives where, like you said, like halfway through our life, like this is, this is, it's time to take charge. And I think it's a fork in the road where some people can go down a really dark path. It's just a life of just merely existing compared to a life of thriving. And like, this is our opportunity to really make a difference in the world and to live our lives to the fullest. It's great to, to see, I mean, you inspire me uh, and bring out the best in me. So I appreciate you big time, my man. 
Thank you. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you uh, if you did, we'd love you if you just smash that thumbs up button for us. Let us know and drop a comment down below to let us know what Golden Nuggets resonated best with you. Before you go, don't forget to download your free guide, Jack After Forty. Have yourself an amazing day. We'll catch you in the next podcast.